Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. A new year is full of surprises, but one thing is always predictable. Postage costs go up. Stamps.com gives you crazy discounts of up to 89% off USPS and UPS services. So when postage goes up, your business will barely notice the change. Stamps.com is like your own personal post office, wherever you are. You can even take care of orders on the go with the mobile app. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. Schedule package pickups, automatically find the cheapest and fastest shipping options, and seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. There's even a supply store where you can stock up on mailing supplies, labels, even printers. Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses just like yours. All you need is a computer or phone and printer. Take a chunk out of your mailing and shipping costs this year with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a special offer that includes a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com code PROGRAM. The Opinion Line on Cork's 96FM. Let me go to to Linda. And uh, we got, i just looking at some photographs, Linda. Um, she really is... Ava Boo, Ava, she really is a little miracle, isn't she? Good morning. Good morning, PJ. How are you? Great. Isn't she really yeah, she a miracle? She certainly is. Tell, tell, me the sto- yeah. tell me the story. How old is she now? Okay, so she turned 16 um, on Friday. Right. And basically, obviously, 16 years ago, I found out, well, over 17 years ago, maybe, um, I found out I was pregnant. Um, was back and forth having, you know, the usual scans and went in and had my 20th scan um, or 20 week scan, I should say. Mm -hmm. And um, the most amazing um, obstetrician, um, her, she was just absolutely fantastic, Louise Kelly. She was just staring at the, the screen and I knew straight away there was something wrong. And she just told me sit down and my husband was with me and she said look there's something growing at the back of the baby's head we don't know what it is so it kind of took from there really pj um we were sent straight over to the main hospital in the cuh where they proceeded to do scans um started like a pea size then it went kind of like an orange and it was just growing so i was transferred to the coombe in dublin and I suppose, look, what Louise Kenny said to me um, was that it looked like spina bifida. Mm. Um, so she said, it's not looking good. So I went home and I cried for three days solid. Literally, just mm-hmm. cried. There was just, there was nothing no one could say to me to make me feel better. But 
all I can say is after three days, I have no idea, PJ. All I can say was like a flick of a switch. I knew everything was going to be fine. Even though I was being told the worst things ever, I'm convinced it was the baby inside me saying, look, I'm actually okay, ma'am. Everything is actually cool. <laughs> but a kind of, it was every week that I was back and forth to the CUH, getting tested, you know. I'd get a lot of MRIs um, while I was carrying her. Um, I was, the only thing I was getting was a lot of UTIs. So I was on a few antibiotics at the time. And when what she, had they diagnosed or had they told you what this no. thing was? Because I have photographs here and it's kind of frightening yeah. looking thing. Yeah, no one knew, no one knew, no one, no one actually knew what it was. So the, the, there was the master of the coom at the time and I had to go up and stay in there. Um, and I actually signed myself out PJ because it was the most horrific experience I ever went through because it was like, for all the words, it was like the last supper. There was a table in the middle of the ward and all of the pregnant women had to go around the table and sit at the table and have their supper. And really? like at that stage, I yeah, it was what, very bizarre. 16 years ago? Yeah, it was bizarre. And I saw no one and I was just being scanned. It was on one of those 3D scans. So I told the nurse, I said, my husband was over in the hotel. I said, I need to get out of here. I said, I feel very stressed. So long story short, I went and I stayed at the hotel. And the next morning I had my scan. Now, bear in mind, I was 35 weeks pregnant and they were going to actually take Ava from me on the 38th week. So he proceeded... How do you mean take like her? Very, you were going to what, have her... No, as in take her out of me. Like, as yeah. you see, they couldn't take her out to a normal section. No. So I had to be cutting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had to be kind of... Oh, even, open, a, like, even, a, even a normal, even an ordinary cesarean wouldn't do, no? No. The tumour was just too big. Oh, my God. Yeah, because yeah, the pictures I have in front of me here, like... At one point, it wasn't... It was almost... It was almost the size of her head again, God help her. It was like a second head, My yeah, God, basically. Yeah. So basically, um, I was going around saying everything is fine, um, which wasn't after. Just family came to me afterwards to say that I was, you know, we were really worried because we thought you were in denial. And when I was 35 weeks pregnant, the doctor, the master of the coom, told me that the tumour had burst into Ava's brain and that she was 99.9% .9 brain damage if she was to survive birth. They were his words. So okay. the nurse came over, put her arm around me, and he just proceeded to wash his hands. And I said, hang on, so doctor, I said, you're telling me that she is, that it's actually after bursting into her brain and she's 99. He said, yes, he said. And he said, that's if she's going to survive. Um, the that was very birth. reassuring, was it? Yeah. So I walked into the lift and my husband was telling me to kind of, pull myself together in terms of, I kept saying everything is fine. And he was like, no, 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 this is actually real. You know, this is actually real. And I, I can remember it. I just went, trust me. I said, she's fine. Because at that stage we knew it was a girl. And um, he said, fine. So we were due up then to the coom. And I thank, <laughs> I thank the Lord so much, BJ, because I went in, I didn't have a clue. Uh, my husband, Roy's um, father, had a massive heart attack the week before. So he was in hospital and he was fighting for his life. Mm. I went into labour here in Cork, had to ring um, the CUMH. They were going to airlift me to Dublin. But Ava was determined she wanted to be a Cork girl. So <laughs> literally 
we 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 had her here so i was put in i was knocked out they had beaumont she was going to be taken straight to beaumont to the neurologist they had them lined up so they literally i was put under general anesthetic first viewing of ava was a picture a polaroid picture and basically i just remember roy saying everything is fine and i i just i kind of went what I kind of went, I knew it, you know, that kind of a way. Mm. So basically what it was, PJ, is that it didn't burst into our brain. So if you picture, you know, your the old sinks, the, like, the, they're like the white bathroom sinks. Yes. So that's that's like a protection around Ava's brain. So what the tumour done is actually pushed in against it, but it didn't burst in, like he told me. So my lovely... Um, Guyney here, Louise Kenny, had the pleasure of ringing him in the coom and saying, basically what you told, you know, Linda was wrong and the baby is actually not, you know, she's not brain dead. Um, she's very much uh, alert. So basically what happened was that she was just taken to Crumlin. Um, and I kind of went from there. Still no one knew what was going Were on. Were they able to just remove it cleanly? No. no. So if you look at the picture, Peter, the first picture has a massive vein. So that vein, you can see it. It's feeding the tumour. Yes. So, yeah, if you can see it, you can see it in the photograph. So you can. basically that... I thought it was hair could, until you pointed out to me what it is. Yes. Yeah. Basically, the that was feeding her. So she was actually very anemic. And she also was in a hip harness because she had um, dodgy hips. Okay. So... It was it was very hard to actually even change her because you couldn't lay her down because obviously this thing could have ulcerated at any stage. So that meant that she would have bled to death. So she was kind of on a high watch in Crumlin. Um, as you can see, some of the photograph there, you can see it ulcerating. Yeah. So, the one who yeah. looks particularly nasty, the particularly, as you'd say, angry looking. Angry looking, that's the word. But they made a helmet for her in Crumlin, and um, the helmet the helmet actually made it worse. Okay. So I can only say that they weren't going to give up. They were determined to find out what the hell this thing was. So eventually, um, they discovered that it was a massive ball of vessels, um, and it was called a rapid involute congenital hemangioma. Right, so in short, it was a rich, so rapid, involute congenital hemangioma. Okay. And basically basically what it is, which is weird, so at the time she was under two professors and one of the professors said to me, she actually doesn't know that it is so rare for this to happen in the womb. Normally there's a hemangiomas, which are like, um, you know, the strawberry kind of lumps you'd see on babies there sometimes they're like they could grow in the cheek or they could grow in the back of the head yes they form after six months of a baby's of a baby after being born but for this to happen she wasn't sure whether ava was a half a twin and did something happen in the womb yeah it was very bizarre you know and so i suppose look it was kind of we, they they didn't know how to actually, they couldn't operate because she would have bled to death. And it was very much send her file off to America. It was like, send I'm trying to think for myself, trying to break it down into a, it was like a ball, like a massive ball of blood vessels. Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah. You could actually squeeze this PJ and 
like I didn't obviously, but I remember the doctor at the time in Crumlin squeezed it and he would just squeeze, he, he could squeeze it in his hand and then when he opened his hand, it would blow up again into a big, um, like what, what you see in front of you in the yeah. photographs. Like I'm trying to impress our listeners who haven't seen the pictures. Like this is, if you can imagine a newborn's head, how tiny that is. And this thing is yeah. almost the same size attached to it. Yeah. A yeah. ball, a big ball of blood vessels. Very, yeah, very delicate. Very and you know what was weird? I, it's weird that I actually found all her reports, you know, and mm -hmm. I said to myself, Jesus, did I, did we actually go through that? It's, it's very hard to put into words, but you know, we were one of the lucky ones, PJ, and we were very fortunate because we saw some, like my husband was up in Cromlin for six weeks while mm -hmm. I was in Cork trying to heal and um, because I had 35 staples in my stomach and it was, it was very tough because I also had another child at home and it was just, it was mad stuff. But, you know, I had good, I had really good family and support around me. So I kind of had to, I remember Lord of Mercy and my mother, I, I moved in with my mom and she said, girl, you need to go up and see your baby. Because I was fretting at this stage, you know. So when I got to Crumlin, then it was just kind of, it was why to leave my husband come back here to Cork because we needed a business to run. And then my sister-in-law came with me. So it was very um, scary because yeah. we didn't know what to, what was going to happen. I was, when I was actually pregnant with her, I was told I had options. I was, you know, you've got an option. You couldn't get rid of the baby. Um, then I was offered the, um, I can never pronounce it, you know, where they send a big needle into the stomach mm -hmm. to find out. I said no, because I said, regardless, I'm going to love the child. I said, mm -hmm. you know, I wasn't going to risk anything. So um, a French doctor came back and said, try the baby on a very high dose of steroids. Mm -hmm. So that's what they done. And you will see the the last photograph. It just started to involution. It just started to literally get smaller and smaller yeah, and smaller. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Yeah. After two years then, it was just gone. It just... Well, it was... Vis visually, it was gone, but you can... Like, she still has a big kind of dent. Right. Um, and loose skin around it. Right. Um, but, yeah, it, like, total miracle. And I how mean, is she? Does it, does it affect her in any way now? I mean, she grows so, her hair over it, does she? Yeah, so basically, we, we were told that she was going to be extremely slow because she was on such high-dose steroids. Slow, she's... PJ, she's like mm -hmm. a fox. You couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> get cuter. Like, she's a rogue. Um, she's just done her her junior start, waiting for her results. She's into sport. She just loves acting and filmmaking and all that. She's does, just does she have to be careful old. in any way? Does she know about this thing that? was on her oh yeah she, she she knows about it and we done two big massive i promised i said please god if she just you know please help her to be okay and if so i promised to do you know two charity events um mm. one for crumlin and one for cuh and we did i had the most fantastic team of girls from mallow and buttervent then i used to teach dancing at the time mm -hmm. I used to teach zumba so we did i think we raised between the two of them i think it was fifteen thousand. Um, just basically holding a Zumba night yeah. for 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 the each years, you know. But um, I just wanted to give back to the because they were absolutely outstanding in Crumlin and in the CUH. Mm. Um, so she does look. It's it, she is aware of it. Um, we had to go back into Crumlin when she was ten. Um, 
and we had we had, we were we were actually in Temple Street, even though it was this year in the CUH, the day of our birthday on Friday, um, and they were really really happy with her. They they because you just can't believe it. Like everyone is like, I always remember we were invited to a, um, a convention up in Crumlin, and Ava is written into the medical uh, literature of Harvard, um, Harvard to help other babies. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. It was such a rare... One of the most famous medical schools happened. in the United States, like. Yeah, literally. So I kind of had to sign a load of forms and stuff like that. And I just said, listen, if she can help one person and one family, mm. then fantastic. Um, and I always remember there was a doctor up there and they were coming in from China. They were coming in from all over the world. And he came up to me and he said, do you, want, do you realize how much of a miracle your daughter is? And I actually looked at him. I said, I actually do. I said, I'm actually so grateful that we're just very lucky, mm. you know, and we were very lucky, PJ. You can know, can we wind the tape back a little bit um, to the very start yeah. of our conversation, Linda, where you mentioned yeah. to me that you went home and you cried for three days and yeah. then you had a moment in which you said, yeah. everything's going to be all right. Mm-hmm. Have, have you ever wondered what that moment was or how you were able to get that thought and plant it so firmly in your head. To me, it just sounds like Mammy Bear's instinct, but it's got to be more than that. Look, I, I laugh because my husband calls me a witch. Like, <laughs> I'd be dreaming. I'd dream of something. But don't tell me because it's going to come through. But I literally, I can't explain it, PJ. The only, the only thing I can say to you is that my sister-in-law, I always remember my sister-in-law saying to me, Jesus, Linda, you were buying cots and you were buying bottles and we all thought you were in denial because you were told that she was going to be brain dead. And I said, I just genuinely, on my hand and heart, I just think it was her. I think she was inside me. Yeah. I know people roll their eyes up now, but... I'm not too sure that they will, you know. Of, I'm not too sure that yeah, they will. Yeah, which is weird. Like, like I, something I've learned from listening to mothers and dads, but mums particularly, telling me their stories, all kinds of stories, is when mammy knows, mammy knows. Mm. I, I, I yeah. never ignore... It's one thing, and I think a lot of young doctors now understand it better than the previous generation. Never ignore mammy. Yeah. Never ignore her because... She, if she says some, if she says she thinks something's up, at least check for it. Yeah, 100%. But this was even stronger. Like I would have, I would have a very good um, intuition, BJ. I'd kind of know, like I'd be like, no, don't go there. Or, you know, I just know, but this was different. This was, this feeling was so strong that it was just like a flick of a switch. Yeah. It was like, you had your time now, ma'am, to cry. No, I'm all right. Let's let's roll on. You know, wow. it was weird. It was bizarre. Did Maybe you talk I to her about her. it. I don't know. Yeah, she she's she's. I would call Ava an old soul. She's got a very. There's something both of them like like. There's something very special about her. Because you know most sixteen-year-olds, I mean? you try and tell a story like that. Ah, Jesus, ma'am. Ah, ma'am. No. Come on now. No, but no. Yeah. No, no, she kind of, she's, she's very much, um, she just knows things like, like sometimes I stand and like I could be in the kitchen now and I could be freaking out over something stupid now, PJ. Mm. And then she'll just put everything into perspective for me. 
she you know weird you know it's just very strange there's something about her you know yeah yeah um so that's why i kind of think sometimes yeah this was her telling me when I was carrying her, and like the one thing I didn't do, PJ, which I'm thankful of, is I didn't go on Google, because they told me that it was a, they, in their opinion, they thought it was a thing called a teratoma, yeah. which is where uh, hair, teeth, all yeah. of body parts can grow inside yeah. in this kind of thing. So I didn't bother going on Google, because I knew if I went on Google, I would have been a basket case, um, because it would have probably told me the worst of the worst, you know. So I tend, I kind well, of stayed away from it, you know. Well, a, a doctor friend has always said to me, I'll back my medical degree against Dr. Google's any day. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Dr. Dr. Google, <laughs> if you want to frighten the living life out of yourself, try Dr. Mm. Google. Linda, it's a wonderful... Oh, sure, listen, it's, it's just gas. It's, it's gas. Wonderful. Like, it, it, and, and she's often waiting for the junior cert and... She's starting, is she, is she going back to school? She's in school, yeah. She's in Sculvera and she is oh, no, in transition. Over the road, so, yeah. Oh, literally across the road. Um, right. She's currently in bed because she's actually very sick with a sore throat. Okay. Um, but I think everyone everyone is sick at the moment because of the changing of the weather and stuff. Yes. But, um, yeah, no, she's in great form. Right. She's got uh, her two sisters and she, she'll be a lovely celebration at the weekend. Right. Um, and, and yeah, it was lovely to have family. And they were telling you, know? you. They were telling you. They were telling you to give up. A hundred. Well, literally, right. literally. I mean, it was just. That's why I'm saying to anyone out there that's going through stuff, always try and have a bit of hope. And I know yeah. that's kind of a cliche, but you know, always try and have hope because you know what, miracles actually do happen. Yeah, we're gone way over our time, Linda. But thank you so much. What a fabulous story, and our best to Ava. 16. We had loads of stories like this in the past, really, good children. Back in the 70s and 80s, like, Ava would never have survived. And, you know, parents were told that their babies wouldn't survive or that they'd be brain dead. Or, and they're still with us. Do you know? Um, some fa fascinating stories out there. They're still with us all these years later, perfectly healthy. Many of them. Have you got a story like that? Um, there's lots of people out there who they were given up for dead uh, or their moms were told to give them up for dead but they didn't. They stuck with it and 0818 96 96 96 or text or WhatsApp 083 396 96 96 or put the whole thing into an email for me. Opinion at 96fm.ie Corks 96fm